0: And welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shape our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon compadre, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Uh, and this episode, we are looking at um, probably the most forgotten Nicktoon. Are real monsters.
1: Yeah, there um, you say that, and I actually forgot this one existed. So um, that's probably a pretty good place to start from.
0: Yeah, I mean... I'm quite surprised to be honest even how difficult it's been just to track this down and watch it oh it's been impossible um, I've,
1: I've not found a legal source for this no um and it, I, I I've looked every I've been willing to pay for it um and I say I've looked up uh, looked on prime looked on Netflix looked on um uh like you know, the um kid streaming ones on on sky there was nothing there there's no YouTube channel I, I couldn't even find bootleg versions on YouTube I could only find snippets um, there was one which I thought um I did have, which I shared with you, which turned out to be um not um, and then, yeah, it was um, it's only um the ones you found on Daily Motion which actually worked,
0: although for some reason they were fast backwards, uh yeah, they were they were all flipped and stuff, which is weird, um, but, yeah, I mean, I put this one on the list, and it surprised me then when you said you you weren't really aware of what it was hmm. um, but then it surprised me even more when I was having difficulty finding it. I mean, I fucking loved this. Um, We've, we spoke on this podcast before. Um, I know specifically, for instance, when we're doing the Gravedale high episode, I mentioned that, you know, as a kid and and even as a fucking adult now, um, I just have a thing for monsters. I've always loved monsters. Um, (laughs) And so this, this spoke to me um, a great deal as a, well, I guess when this came out, I think this was, like, 93, 94, so Uh, I was, like... uh, Late 94. There you go, so I was, like, 13, so just the right age for the kind of gross humour that it had as well. Um, And, and yeah, I'd go as far as saying this was probably my favourite of the Nicktoons. Um, It, Ren and Stimpy aside, but, you know, whether you consider Ren and Stimpy a Nicktoon is... You know, yeah, it's it's up, it, yeah, it's up to you, I guess. But yeah certainly for me, this was the one that I always looked forward to. I fucking loved this thing. Um, so yeah, it, it surprised me that it that it was so difficult to find. And I, and I know it wasn't that it wasn't popular um, because no, I remember there being well. loads of merch and stuff as yeah. well, and it, it had a couple of seasons. Yeah. So yeah. yeah oh, the by guy... the way, just before we, uh, you're gonna hear me cough a lot this evening, <laughs> listeners. Sorry, I think I've got coronavirus. Nice. Um, trying my it's not best not transmittable to mask by, it. it's not transmittable by headphones is it <laughs> um i don't know maybe um if we're both dead next week you know what happened listeners as, as long as we don't as long as we get this out first that's fine uh yeah we can certainly
1: give it a go <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i when you when you mentioned it i wasn't overly familiar with the title and then i looked it up and i saw um the the, the three character three main character designs and I, oh yeah i think i sort of remember that um and then I've I say I went to great pains to try and track it down and it's only to say it was the link that you sent me on Sunday that actually worked um and I watched a couple and went, oh yeah I think I've seen a few of these um and I picked two at random because there are 50 odd episodes um um I think that uh, I think they're all sort of two stories per episode so there are four stories and I I hadn't seen either of the either of the ones I picked but it's the sort of thing I can't understand. I mean, we didn't have um, we didn't have the channel that carried it at the time, so that would have been a big part of it. But again, this would have been right up my street if I'd seen it. Um, and I've seen I've seen bits over the years. I think I've seen the odd story here and there, but I didn't. I didn't have any sort of big affinity to it, and I didn't have any sort of big history with it. Um, and now I'm contemplating whether I can whether it's worth the hassle to watch the other. Um, the other fifty-one episodes I didn't watch today because of the fucking pain of the ass of the screen being backwards. Because I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I mean that that is a pain in the ass. The screen being backwards. Um, yeah, I only, have it's actually. A, it's
1: only when the credits are on, to be honest. I mean, when you're actually watching it, it doesn't make any fucking difference anyway.
0: Or, or, you know, if if there's a sign or something in yeah, the, in the but episode, you kind of, but... Yeah, you kind of just go, yeah,
1: whatever. I mean, the one I watched it was a uh, a late episode of season four episode called "Nuclear and Present Danger." Um, and they caused a meltdown in a nuclear plant. And it's there's some very Simpsons-ish motifs in it. Um, obviously, sort of the, you know, the typical chaos you'd expect in the show. So it's that very sort of zany, madcap, um, Ren and Stimpy vibe I had going as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so there were lots of signs and levers and things in there. So they were pulling levers. You know, your, uh, no, They'd say, oh, no, turn the one on the right, and they were pressing the button on the left and things like that. So that was quite annoying. It took a bit of time to get into that. Um, and I like, remember well, your danger signs, and then they, um, the the guard was looking on the, on the shelf for the right... Um, the right t- tape to put into to the um, the pa to announce they were having a meltdown and all the rest of it that was all backwards so that was a bit confusing but you kind of got i kind of got used to it i mean it didn't last long and then so the next episode there's nothing to read anyway
0: yeah you do kind of get used to it um i had a similar problem when we first started rewatching goof troop until i decided fuck this i'm gonna sign up for disney life yeah um so, yeah, it is annoying, and I did contemplate actually downloading some episodes and flipping them, but that's a <laughs> whole nother level of illegal that I'm not gonna just go into. It's bad enough that we have to yeah. get hold of them through nefarious means. Um, but you know, if they were more readily available, if they were streaming somewhere, I would watch them legally. Um, well, that's. I- uh... You know, I can't believe I haven't bought some of these on DVD, actually. I'm, I'm actually a bit disappointed with myself. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: I, that's the thing. I I said at the top of the show, I went looking for it in proper channels. I was willing to pay for it. I don't know. I might not have bought the whole thing, but i bought a couple of episodes or paid to rent a couple of episodes. Um, if it was on a subscription service I have or one that I didn't have that I could, I could sign up to for a month, I'd have done that but the fact is it wasn't available now you're right that i mean for me it was a, yes it's a whole other level of illegal downloading it and flipping all the rest of it for me it was like I didn't have time um because i did contemplate yeah. that i thought you know what i haven't got i haven't got half an hour to waste doing that to then watch it i'd rather just watch it backwards um so yeah, yeah that, and, that and you know the that, thing that put me off
0: yeah and, and that is a shame as well because actually i've I've wasted, I feel, well, not wasted, you know, it was it was all for the show, but it's taken me a lot longer to source these episodes than it usually would. So, you know, consequently, I've not maybe watched as many as I could have. I have watched um, about five or six episodes, uh, which is a total of 10 or 11 stories, because as you say, just like all the other Nicktoons, yeah. one episode contains two shorts, essentially. Um, I already know that I would like to watch more um but that doesn't surprise me because this is a cartoon as i said that i I hold very near and dear um that's right so i'm just gonna cut you off for a second um and
1: just to apologize to the listeners we are in the middle of storm chiara so that we are having some digital background type noise um kicking in um so apologies for that there's not a lot we can do about it
0: yeah we're we're kind of doing our best um (laughs) Both both our internet providers are basically saying, yeah, you're on your fucking own here. Pretty um, much, yeah. So, yeah. They, I mean, you're also lucky that you can't hear the wind howling outside as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for the roof to come off. You'll hear it then. Yeah. So, you never know. You may not even ever hear this episode, listeners. In which case, we're talking to ourselves and we should just shut up and get drunk. Um, uh, but well, hey-ho. Uh, yeah, it's hey-ho. It's the so, sacrifices we make. I know. I know. So to dive into it a bit then i mean first and foremost um in rewatching this and and i it doesn't surprise me in in the rewatch of it i I've, I've sort of thought this when i've looked at the character designs you know in in the past few years as well cuz even though i've not rewatched it, it as you said you you do kind of know these characters they are yeah. i wouldn't use the phrase iconic but you certainly recognize them i yeah. think um and you know there's something very burden-esque about this whole thing well, and there, I think that is. was what drew me to it initially. There is,
1: and I think I read somewhere earlier on today that the um the pilot episode had a very strong root in Night before, Night before Christmas.
0: Oh, okay. There's, if I remember uh... rightly, the, the pilot is something to do with Halloween. Yeah, if I remember. Yeah, rightly. so I mean I've that was that um... a few times. Yeah, so that was something I didn't realize until today. The other thing that struck me with it,
1: actually, in terms of the um the design, is that I didn't. I mean, I I assumed based on the style, but it's very clearly um, classic acceptable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's absolutely. got that, it's got that, um, that look to it. The, so the way the humans are drawn and even like the way the, the features on the monsters are accentuated, especially um, uh, what's the name, the girl one. Oblina. Oh. Yeah, that's it. I wanted to call her Ocarina. I knew that was wrong. Um, okay. um, yeah. So like even the, 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 so the, the shape on her face and the way her her eyes are so, and you can, you can kind of tell it's that same, it's that same um, studio, that same design and again it's it's a good thing or oh, certainly for me it was a good thing because again it gives you that comfort where you know what you're getting and yeah definitely you know, it, it's, it's a kid show and it's a bit different to just you know, i mean the nicktoons were different to standard kid shows anyway they were a bit edgier they were a bit um they had a bit more um bit more surrealism around them um i mean especially if you look at Ren uh Ren stimpy um but yeah it's 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 a bit it's that sort of cold comfort where you think okay well i kind of understand where this is going to go i know where i'm going to get here i know i'm going to get two episodes for the price of one i know i'm going to get some very well developed central characters and some slightly iffy secondary characters um and, and that's kind of how it played out so i was quite i mean i didn't i didn't need to get into it too much to i mean i just i watched two episodes or four stories and that was enough for me i, I knew what I, I knew what the show was
0: <clears throat> yeah definitely um Excuse me, I couldn't get to the mute button in time then. I have been muting myself while I've been coughing. I just couldn't
1: reach it. We'll edit it out and then nobody will know what you're talking about. No,
0: no, we fucking won't. Don't kid yourself. I'll be cutting (laughs) this one. If
1: you were cutting it, you'd edit it out. I I wouldn't. I I can't be fucking arsed anymore.
0: Uh, Um,
1: Yeah. There are so many coughs and sneezes and splutters. I used to go through painstakingly every episode and take about four hours editing an hour episode. Taking out all the u's, the ums, the r's, the pauses. Now I just kind of put the start and the finish on and let it go.
0: Podcasting's fun, kids. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So to, yeah, to get back on track, um, right. you, you are right. It it, it is very clearly Klaszy Supo. Um, it's got that kind of really loose line work to it. Yeah. Um. The, you know, it, it's it's well animated. It it intentionally looks like it isn't, but it is. These these sort of the, the lines almost look alive you know that they, they slightly sort of wobble in every frame and that's yeah. intentional that's that's the classic super style and, and yeah you, it's got but the color palette as well is um, i was just about to say it's, it's got slightly off of muted pastel yeah. color palette that they use yeah, as it's
1: well slightly, slightly off-centered slightly muted pastels and it, yeah it's really um it's really striking especially um the reds again um Ablina's lips because so much has made those like this in the ones i saw i think she put that she they come off and then when she puts them back on she puts them on upside down so she speaks backwards and she moves them around but the color the, the it's a it's not the red you'd expect of that and then um uh it's the same with ikis as well yeah it's not say like say it, this, this kind of it's bright not bright. red it's yeah, like a
0: wine color almost
1: yeah i was gonna say see it, it's just, it's it's got um it's got a, it's got a, a, a more purplish hue to it and I say again it's nice because it, it just sets it apart and if you think of i mean it doesn't compare to like the Disney block carton or the Disney afternoon block stuff. But if you think of stuff like um, gummy bears, which again, because no, they weren't human, but they were all, you know, the the colors were very bright, very vivid. Everything was very active, very quick and all the movement was very fluid, but it had a, you know, it had a very normal quote unquote look to it because the colors were very bright and what you expect from a cartoon. And you got in, you've had in cartoons since the year dot. Whereas um, this stuff, and especially um, Rugrats and this, they just picked a colour palette which was slightly off centre, and it all works because you know having people with slightly you know pallid skin and grey hair kind of works, and, and having monsters which are um, more of a sort of maroony colour than a bright red works because it kind of it, it all fits in and it doesn't look out of place because they have no, them that that's the entire palette rather than just being oh we'll make the monsters that colour but then everything else will be normal, and like um you no know, their their
0: teacher uh, grumble gromby the grumble yeah grumble, the grumble uh, his grumbleness you grumbleworthy, yeah. worthy whatever um, however you want to call him he's some yeah. iteration on grumble
1: yeah um the only reason i thought it was gromby because the Loch Ness Monster was in one of the ones i watched earlier and he called he called
0: him we gromby um uh, he gets that's... he gets called all sorts of things yeah, yeah. gromby the grumble as i say your yeah. grumbliness, sir gromby uh, yeah all sorts yes yeah. so um
1: but like, the color on him as well it's not um you, you would expect it to be very very vivid green and it's it's sort of a, it's against a more mooted gray than a green mm. um and like that. No, I mentioned a lot less monster he's supposed to be orange but he's not bright orange it's sort of fading into brown a little bit and it's it's a bold choice, but i think it it makes it stand out. It, it's it's as i say it's typical of the stuff that the uh, at um, classical Super were doing um but yeah i really i really liked it as a choice as well because it just makes it that much more interesting i think. Um, then, I mean, you get a lot of cookie cutter stuff at the best of times, and especially now where everything's just you no, know, you don't even have shadows anymore, and also shading. It's literally just there's a fucking block of pink, and it's pepper Pig, and that's it. So it's was it, it's, it's nice to have some thought that's gone into it and some choice, and actually somebody's gone. What if instead of doing the easy way, we do it a little bit different? And what does that know What's that going to say? And I think I think it's a really nice touch.
0: Yeah and and it's an interesting comparison to draw to Peppa Pig actually because in terms of you know that that line drawing style it's quite similar isn't it Peppa Pig is that still you know that that kind of a rough line style it's yes. just that yeah it's it's that much brighter yeah. but that you know? that's only because if they, if they draw it if they draw clearly you'd see the Peppa Pig's faces are cock and balls. Uh well yeah there is that but I mean then Peppa Pig may look like a cock and balls, but there is absolutely no yeah. question in my mind that the Gromble's face is a dog's dick. Yeah. So, I mean, well, blatantly yeah. so. That's right. You yeah. know, his his nose is quite clearly a dog's erect penis. Yeah, and same with um Big Mouth, where you've got the um, the hormone monster, and his
1: nose is a cock and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, oh, no, it's something I mean, that's been done
0: for intentional. Oh, absolutely,
1: but... yeah. And I, I don't doubt it is here, either. I've got to be honest. I don't doubt this is somebody going, no, you know what, that'd be funny, because kids won't know any different. And the parents won't. The parents won't be able to say anything without drawing attention to the fact that a cock on his
0: face. And they won't. Yeah, I mean, I I totally only noticed that in watching it this time. But his nose is very clearly a dog's dick. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, there's also the thing that he. I mean, he basically is a blue meanie as well, isn't he? Yes. Um, But it's more that even blue meanies, like, yeah, there's something vaguely phallic about their noses, but they don't look like dogs' dicks. This looks like (laughs) a dog's dick. Yeah, you're right. It's it's quite distracting,
1: actually. Yeah. But again, I don't doubt that somebody went, you know what, see if I can get away with that. And then
0: it kind of stuck and they couldn't. By the time it was picked up, they couldn't do anything about it. Maybe. I mean the grumbler as a character, you know, we talked about the ca- the character designs here, but the Grumbler's as a character is pretty out there anyway. Yes. Um, you know, as I say, he, he kind of vaguely looks like a blue meanie, he's got a dog's dick for a nose. Um he's got I think I think six feet altogether, if you include his hands. I think he's got four actual, four actual feet and then his hands perhaps, yeah, think but they're so. kind of small like feet as well. And he wears fucking high-heeled shoes. Um for no Good reason that's ever well. There is there is something in his backstory, if I remember rightly, where like the first time he scared someone, it was in a shoe shop. But like he he has a fucking shoe fetish,
1: yeah. Which I, is I, just I, I don't remember bizarre. I didn't, I didn't
0: see that one, but yeah, it's you know, just it's, bizarre. Uh, like it, it's yeah. yeah, it's very very strange, and it's the type of thing that I think you know you you only get out of a Nicktoon. Oh, definitely. I mean,
1: you know, you wouldn't get that out of a out of a out of a Disney or even um even a, you know, a Hannah Barbera or um. Like a, a a Looney Tunes, they just didn't they didn't have that sort of that that level of of backstory to any of them, and uh, so to actually, you know, actually go out and create that. And I mean, um, another thing I did like with this, which again, it's you did get a bit in the um, in the the Warner stuff, you no know, especially like Animaniacs, but there were lots of digs at um, Tiny Tunes because Charlie Adler, Charlie Adler was the voice of Igus. and there's lots of stuff like that which other people weren't doing so much. And it's 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 a very nick thing to have done then, and certainly certainly is now. As they've gone through with them um, with SpongeBob, they've constantly ripped the piss out of pretty much anything that moves, um, because they you know, because they got away with it, because they suddenly sort of really, they kind of started it
0: here with with these shows. Yeah, um, there is quite a lot of pop culture reference throughout the oh, show in general. I mean, um,
1: this, this this in terms of pop culture, this is like a precursor to a shit like Family Guy. Where it yeah. was like throw, but no, by the time you got the family guy it's throwing in for the sake of it. But it's all fucking eighties TV references. Whereas this was a bit more appropriate for to have eighties TV, TV references because you weren't that far removed from the eighties. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is like pop culture porn. You, you know, you you could be you could be going through, it going, oh, there's another, there's another bit, there's another bit, and you know, you you just come out of it going, what was that episode about? I don't know, but I remember you know he, he made this joke about that, he made this joke about that, and you still had a good time with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, just in the as I say, the handful of episodes I've watched, there's been various film parodies and all sorts, but it's mm. always kind of, it's not done in that kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink way that Warners were doing with yeah. with Tiny Toons and with Animaniacs. It is, they don't break the fourth wall at all. It is, it is much more subtle, and I think that's just down to the fact that they've created this world for the monsters, you know, and they wouldn't understand that these references are. Things in the human world, yeah, um, because because the whole point of the show is that they don't quite understand the human world, and they're learning how to go up there and scare without being caught, and and all that yeah. sort of thing. You know, I mean, it's to me it had a very, uh, I mean, obviously I know this was
1: way, way, way before, but it had a very sort of um, monster thing sort of vibe to it as well, whereby you know you're trying to hide from the human world, you don't want to be seen, you don't want to be known about, because if if they know about it, you, can't scare them. Um, and then, I mean, I, I'd imagine through watching more, because obviously you see this, um, there's a lot of them in, in class being taught how to do stuff, um, similarly to the way Monsters, uh, Monsters University was set up. Um, and you kind of get the impression that the the, sort of the tone of those things has a sort of basis in, in, in this show as well, because there are a lot, there can be a lot of very similar themes um, as you go through, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean I I've always thought that having been a fan of this show I I can't help but have it colour my opinion of Monsters Inc. And look, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Monsters Inc. as well. Um but I've never gone I don't think I've ever gone quite as gaga for it as as some other people have. I mean, some people really fucking love that movie. It's some people's favourite Pixar movie, you know, and they're very passionate about it and mm. more power to them. It's never been mine. Um and, and I think part of that is just because I cannot watch it even to this day without seeing real monsters in it. Yeah, and I, I think that's you fair. Know. Like some of the designs as well would probably lend themselves to that. I mean,
1: obviously Real Monsters is drawn and it's gonna be a lot cruder than than you got with Pixar. But you know, some of the um some of the supporting monsters, like their classmates and shit, I wouldn't be surprised if you what if you were to go through Monsters Inc. or certainly Monsters University where there are a lot more monsters in it, you'd probably see quite a lot of them popping up without realizing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and I mean look, as I say, this, this is not to have a go to I think both Monsters Inc. and and Monsters University are, are phenomenal films. And if if we really sat down and did a critical appraisal of both now, I think maybe, you know, as, as an older person, I, I might even sway towards Monsters, Inc. I, I don't know. I've certainly seen Monsters, Inc. more than this now at this point. But hmm. but Monsters, Inc. just kind of always felt like this through a lens, whereas this was, was very much the, the kind of initial. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um... Sort of, and, and, and even then, you know, this came, I guess, just after Gravedale High as well, which I know is very different kind of monsters, but again, playing for a similar kind of theme, you know, with monsters yeah. trying to fit into the human world, albeit that one slightly more literally. Um, But this just stood head and shoulders above that. I, I think what it ultimately comes down to is, is this was kind of first out of the gate with, with those, the designs for the monsters and with the idea that, you know, monsters are supposed to scare humans, not try and fit in like they do in, in Gravedale high. Yeah. Um, And so Monsters, Inc. was always just... It just always looked a little bit cleaner and a little bit fluffier, and this... I don't know, the the design of this just appeals to me more, I guess. It was was first, and it appeals to me more, and it is that slightly darker, slightly more Burton-esque design. Um, I mean, Oblina, for instance, I think is a fantastically designed monster and character, for that matter, let let alone Crumb, who is just pretty unique. Um, Yeah. Although you say that
1: I, I mean, I've talked before um on the show when I was really small, I had these they were of molded um single piece plastic action. Well, they weren't action figures; they were like an inch tall, and they were various different monster type shapes. I'm sure one of those had his eyes in his hands above his head. Um, like they weren't toys from this. They, I'm talking sort of probably ten years before, well, maybe five years before this. Um, but I'm sure one was very similar to that. Then there was also one that was like a brick wall with arms sticking out the side of it. So no, they weren't that. They weren't that fucking clever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the characters designs were um, were great, and I think that you can see a lot of things have sort of drawn from them as well. So um, uh, Iker, Ick- is for example, um,
0: there's a definite air of stitch about him in terms of the, the drawing. Do you know? I hadn't seen that until you just said it. I've always thought. I've always thought of Ickis as kind of like a, a gremlin. Like he looks yeah. very similar to a gremlin to me. He does. So, I think it's,
1: it's the shape of the ears, I think, isn't it? that? Kind of it, gives it, it is. That. But yeah, that, I mean, was, in, in the cartoon,
0: was... they constantly call him a bunny rabbit sort of yeah. thing because of, of those ears, yeah. Yeah, and that was the kind of thing that made me think of Stitch first off.
1: Uh, but you're right, yeah, there is that sort of um, post-water mogwai um, about them as well, that gremlin. Uh, that gremlin So yeah, it's, it is quite funny. And let's say to see some of the... You know, Obviously, some of the things that have influenced that has influenced this, and then some of the things this has influenced. I mean, I have the opposite experience to you when it comes to Monsters Inc. and Monsters University, because I saw those first. I mean, I, I've, I, I will have seen bits of this over the years, so I would possibly have seen them before Monsters Inc. Certainly before Monsters University. But I don't when I when I'm thinking back to monsters in, in their environment and not in, no not in the human world. I don't think of this necessarily. I think of Monsters Inc. So it's it's an interesting um, it's an interesting point. But I mean. You're thinking about it, so some of the some of the designs, So you are there is a very Burton-esque sort of facet to it as well, which I'm going to um, going to appeal to you um, quite greatly. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those that I'm very tempted now to go back through things with monsters in them that have come after this to see how many of those have ripped off
0: something from this show because I'm sure there are loads. I'm sure there are as well because this this really was. I, you know i w- i was old enough when this came out to to remember it you know not not in the way that we look back and watch say a shira like yeah. we did last time where i w- was very young and so i can't really remember my first reaction other than oh i liked it you know yeah. and so i know it was in my life like i i can remember what i felt about this when i first watched it and you know i, I know that i loved it just because i mean look, i was a 13 year old boy it was a little bit gross it yeah. had monsters in it Um the the character designs were cool, but more than anything, like I had never seen anything like this. It it, it was truly original. You know, like yeah, the the line art looks a bit similar to Rugrats and stuff, but this was fucking monsters. And and to be honest, apart from Crumb, who's who's actually, you know, quite squidgy and and smiley, like they are a little bit scary. Like they're not you know, they're not all fluffy monsters. Like even if it's when he when Icis grows, <laughs> like he's quite fucking frightening, and Oblina's fucking terrifying. Well, yeah,
1: like um, the, the one I saw, they said they cause um they, they cause a nuclear meltdown in um in a in a power plant, and um they you get these uh, CDC type people going in to try and they want to go and help them because they th- they think they're humans because they they the way it's set up is the humans who are doing the jobs in the control room um they're very similar in appearance to Ickis, Sablina, and Crumb, um, a similar shaped and all the rest of it. So when people look on the monitor, immediately after you've had this um, radiation leak detection, they're in that room and they've taken the places because the humans have all fucked off. They've all run away terrified. And so the the, the, the gag is that these CDC type people are going in to try and help them to find out what the extent of their, their mutation is, this, that, and the other. And they're all shown off their powers. And like um, Ickis goes in and, you know, they 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 can't scare these people because they just think they're dealing with physical side effects of the of the radiation so x grows to like 10 times you know 10 times the normal size and the the the, the guy starts dictating and all the ones behind him write down they you know um i think the, i think the character they were mistaking him for was phil and i said you know um his um his glands are swollen to 10 times their 10 times their normal size and so they're just not scared of these things at all and then they're going out of their way to try and scare these humans um and yeah, it's just re- it's a really funny twist on it because obviously you know, they they're supposed the humans are supposed to be scared of them, but actually they're terrified of these humans because these humans aren't reacting the way humans are supposed to. Um, and then there's a really stupid gag where Oblina um, gets into um, an atom separator, and instead of being mm-hmm. reduced to fucking atoms, she comes out and you know, it's like Mickey Mouse in, in Fantasia. There's fucking millions of her. So then they give this lead CDC guy the runaround, and then she she finds a fusion device. So she climbs into that, sticks her tongue out at the guy, shuts the door, and then comes out full size. And it's just stupid slapstick stuff like that. But yeah, the fact that it's supposed to be quite scary, and what they're doing is supposed to be quite scary. And she, you're just looking at it, going, "It's fucking hilarious." Because how in the hell do you think of that? But in yeah. such a way that it, 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 it'll appeal to a kid because you can say, "They're looking. at, it, Well, what's an atom separator? Or use it to split atoms. Well, what's splitting atoms do?" And then mm. out she pops, and there's you no, know, she's like little fucking candy canes, effectively, hopping around on the floor. And then she gets in a fu- uh, into a, a fusion reactor. Now, a fusion reactor, you claim in, you're fucking dead. But show a kid that. Well, what's fusion? Oh, well, you fuse things together, and then she comes out whole. So you, you, even then, even though it's slightly off, you are to an extent learning about nuclear physics, which, now, again, you don't expect in a fucking 20 minute or a, a 10 minute short uh, short cartoon.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's um, one of the episodes I rewatched featured um, a, like a, a legendary old monster, sort right. of recounting tales to to the kids in school about historical figures that he scared. And of course, they're all figures from human history. So he's yeah. been and he's scared Washington and he's scared Einstein and all of this. But but it's happening at key moments in history. So for instance, when he scares Einstein, Einstein's depicted as as trying to work out. Uh, he's, he's got like E equals MC plus 2 and E equals MC minus 2 right. and things like that and then this monster sort of jumps up and scares him oh Einstein by the way has a you know has long dark hair at this point as well and of course yeah. when he pops up and scares him his hand slips on the page he writes the equation out and his hair stands on end and goes white right. um, so <laughs> there's, there's things like that as well where they're even taking you through history and like okay yeah. not depicting it as it should be but you know, it's again, it's clever. And it, one of the things with this show is that it is probably more so than most of the shows we've watched. It is quite throwaway. Yeah. Like there is a through line with, you know, the the monsters needing to learn and, and things like that and, and characters recur. But there's no grand overarching story or anything like hmm. that. It's it's very much like here's a very short bit of nonsense. For, yeah. for 10 minutes, and, it, and it's quite throwaway. But actually, that nonsense is quite well-plotted and very, very funny. And, yeah. you know, as you said, actually, quite intelligent and quite inventive as well in its well, storytelling. Yeah. And again, when you say, how do you come up with these things? You know, and a lot of it seems quite simple, but in terms of the world-building, it's like, okay, well, they're monsters, so where do they live? Well, they live in the dump, obviously. Yeah. How yeah. do they get to the dump? Well, they climb through the door of a broken washing machine, yeah. obviously. You know, and and all of these things are quite obvious, but you you wouldn't think of them immediately, you know. It takes that it takes that first leap to start. It's almost I, I don't think it was because I don't think there was this many people involved in creating them, but it is almost that writer's room process of everybody just sitting down and spitballing. Yeah. You know, where it's like, well, where do they live? The dump. Of course they do, they're monsters. What do they eat? Rubbish. Of course they do, they're monsters. But on your own, that would all be very difficult to come up with, and it's all so well fleshed out, is the thing.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and let's, I, mean, as I, said, I was quite surprised as well, the fact that you do get a little bit of a little bit of education thrown as well. I mean, I hadn't seen the one with Einstein, but again, it's quite easy to... It, uh, it's not going to tell things as they were, because obviously they need to put this over a monstrous slant on how they influenced it, but it's going to make kids go away and go, who's that Einstein guy? That's only quite interesting. Or, I know a bit about Washington, but we didn't really scare him. So what happened? And you no know, kid, kids, kids are inherently curious, as well as generally being assholes. Um, like no, there, there they will be an innate curiosity where they'll go, well, what are they talking about? Because I, I know there was a president called Washington because he's, he's on the mountain or he's, he's on my money. So what's that all about? And people will go back to it. And obviously then, you can then off the back of that, you can then teach kids about something they're all they're, they're sort of interested in just because they've seen it on a, a cartoon they are like, rather than just saying, here's a book about George Washington, kid, Merry Christmas, because that ain't
0: going to fucking work. Yeah, exactly. I, and, you know, there's even, some of the other ones I've watched, there was a story about keeping pets, you know, and again, it, it's done in, you know, quite a gross way. It's not, you know, soppy, it's not sentimental, but the moral is there of, like, if you have yeah. a pet, you have to care for it. If it, you know, if you don't, then it will terrorize people which yeah. of course you know in monster world is quite good and what have you but that through line is there that's a story that means something but again it's just 10 minutes of basic nonsense it's yeah. not a grand overarching story or anything like that but you know sometimes that's all i want <laughs> if yeah, i'm yeah, honest that's, that's right I mean, You mean you don't always want no, a sweeping you know
1: a whole narrative season and you get to the end of it. Oh, okay. Well, now we can do this next season. Sometimes you do just think, right, I've got 20 minutes, I can throw this on, or well, I just know I just want something, I want to laugh at something, I can know I can chuck this on, provided I don't mind reading backwards. Um, and yeah, it's no, it's quite. Um, as I say throwaway is probably the best word for it, but it's not that doesn't negate the fact that it is, it's a It's a far more intelligent property than I think it's given credit for. Um, and I say, I mean, probably probably lesser regarded than any of the other Nick stuff um but quite unfairly i think
0: definitely unfairly i think um i said it was my favorite nick tune. i i'm now having to think about whether maybe it may be tied with doug um but i think probably this even does just edge Doug out if i'm asking I, I, think, I think
1: for me it does i mean i um i mean we talked about doug a while ago um yeah i like doug um but it was it was never going to be one of my one of my go-tos um you know it's it's not something i'd automatically go all oh, right okay i'm going to watch doug if it was on i'd watch it and having rewatched it yeah it was all right but if it was a toss-up between these two then this is going to win 101 times out of 100 um because it's just no there's just no there's there's nothing in doug that i would take over this
0: yeah and that, and that... Yeah, I think if I'm honest about it I would probably take this as well Not, I wouldn't say is that I wouldn't watch Doug It's just like if you put the two in front of me Like, yeah. this one's got monsters, Doug doesn't Well, yeah, exactly Um, um I, And this is that much more inventive Plus, I mean, just for the Gromble alone Who is just an absolutely fucking phenomenal character Like I said, <laughs> so bizarre So out there So just, yeah Like, just, just clearly a fucking transvestite yeah. And just but it's not addressed and it's in a kid's show and just, just, just so bonkers, just utterly bonkers. Again, you know, I, I hadn't seen anything like it at the time. And in a kid's show, I've not seen anything like it since. And let's, you know, let's be honest about it. It is a kid's show. You know, these Nicktoons, Ren and Stimpy aside, they are kids shows. They are pitched to children. They just happen to be quite intelligent. Yeah. Um,
1: but so think that yeah, was always, I mean that's that's always been sort of one of the the high praise points of of the Nicktoons is that they are a lot more intelligent than they probably have a right to be being kids shows, uh, and
0: and this certainly is. Yeah, I mean on the one hand you get stuff like that, and then the other hand you know you you get away with with gags about you know crumbs armpit hair and what have oh, yeah. you, and I, mean, you I know, think the, and fart um... jokes and. Yeah, well, the, the again in the,
1: the one I watched about the nuclear meltdown, they were trying to work out what you know what was wrong, or what the mutations were. So Crumb farted out of his armpit. Um, they took a sample of it in a jar, and it melted the jar. Now, what fucking ten-year-old isn't pissing themselves at that? I'm I'm stifling a laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this that, it's that sort of thing. And I I know, I, I, I watched um, a bit of it lunchtime, um, and as always, I was watching it on my on my iPad, and had people walking past, what the fuck are you watching? And I happened to um, to be watching that bit when somebody walked past, and rather than saying what the fuck are you watching, I'm like, unplug the headphones so I can watch it as well. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then you, know, you get a couple of people around. Actually, like, fuck off and do some work. I'm on my lunch. Piss off. Um, but you know, it's it's that sort of thing. And I said, there, there's a very distinct humour. Like you wouldn't have got, you wouldn't have had that. You'd have had a very watered down or um, an off screen version of that in some of the other stuff that was around at the time. But Nick weren't afraid to do that. Um, that. That type of joke and push that sort of boundary. And I mean, we were still, I think, no, things were a lot more lax now. Obviously, TV's changed a lot and society's changed a lot, but we were still in sort of the, the higher of standards and practices whereby you couldn't talk about farting on TV because it was vulgar. And you certainly couldn't show you know, somebody farting out of their armpit or having that fart doing something because that would just be incredibly crass and incredibly inappropriate for children's television. But Nick didn't give a fuck. They just went, whatever, and they put this stuff on all the time and that you know, that evolved into eventually stuff like South Park and Family Guy and American Dad and these shows which became irreverent because the way it had been paved for them obviously they're aimed at adults not kids but there was still an acceptance that actually you could do anything in the cartoon genre you could do with any other genre um, and it just kind of moved things along so I mean again there are a lot of things owe a lot to that tranche of shows but this one in particular I think um, so I've just I've just found something on the production as well, and you mentioned um, them looking at the Blue Meanies. Um, one of the inspirations was apparently Yellow Submarine.
0: I mean, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. The, the Gromble yeah. is is a Blue Meanie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you so know, it, we, um, I've I've just come across that that sentence now, so I thought I'd better share that. Uh, as usual, I've done no research, so I did not know <laughs> that. Um, as, it, as i say said, though, it's fairly apparent, though. Yeah. The, uh, to me, the look is, as I say, is very Burton-esque. That's what I get from it. I mean, it's obliner especially um yeah. it is essentially a burton drawing that is it is you know even down to a color palette um I was
1: say yeah that was the thing i was going to bring up but yeah you're right and yeah it's it, it is interesting so there, there are i mean on the the wiki page which is where i do all my research because i can have one page open and just follow it through um although i'm in difficulty because my mouse isn't working properly tonight um yeah it's it's it, it cites you no know, yellow submarine as, as influential in the character design it cites um uh the director, um Igor Kovalyov. I apologize, my Russian is shit. Um but he's um a lot of his early work um has influenced a lot of the style as well. Um and then they talk about some of the um some of the things they, they have sort of quite a um a noir look to some of the episodes as well. Um so sort of pinching elements from things like Blade Runner and Brazil. So there's there's so much, no, there's so much has gone into these designs um and i think as i say you can probably go through and pick out different styles from every episode and from every character and just go oh yeah well that's kind of similar to that and that looks like it would work with that one and it's again it's it's it shows the amount of work and the amount of thought that's gone into it and you know, the fact that it took them five years to come up with a name that kind of tells you everything that you need to know about how serious they were taking that's how seriously they were
0: taking this as a project it took them five years to come up with Ah, real monsters. Before the final title was chosen, which took five years, the series had the working title Shit. of Monsters and Real Monsters. So yeah, I mean, they had... it's it's not a giant step from Monsters to Real Monsters to Ah, Real Monsters, is it? And, well, it, and if yeah. we're, if we're honest, I have never in my life called it Ah, Real Monsters, no. other than when I've been searching for it now. Well, I, um, I've,
1: I've just been I've just been putting in real monsters to everything because I didn't know yes. how many A's and H's there were.
0: Yes, exactly. I <laughs> so always...
1: That sounds stupid. That sounds like a very trivial thing. But if you yeah, search A A H real monsters, you don't get it. If you search A A A A H H real monsters, you don't get it. If you search A-A-A-A-H, A A A A H H exclamation mark pers- exclamation mark real monsters, you find it.
0: So I mean, the whole the whole thing of you know, adding that to the title, what the fuck was the point in that? just makes it annoying. It was so so our souls like us can't find it illegally on the internet in 2020. That's yeah. what it was. Um, well, that's, uh, that's some incredible foresight went on there. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I've always just called it real monsters. Well, the yeah seems that, entirely superfluous to me. It's, oh, it's real monsters. Yeah, absolutely. I have no idea where that uh, where that came from. No, um, but it's interesting you were, you were talking about um, some of it having a noir element and stuff, because one of the things I, I did want to touch on as well is the opening sequence and, yes. and the lighting in the show in general. Yeah, uh, because, you know, the theme tune is good. It's not great, but it's good. Um, but the actual opening sequence is phenomenal. It's yes. beautifully lit. Yeah. Um, you know, it, and it has got this very kind of it's a dark old house and there's shafts of light illuminating uh essentially the monsters come out of the closet dressed up in kind of a, a giant trench coat kind of thing and it looks fantastic. And I I, I don't know, I could be wrong but the opening theme and the way that it's shot and the way that it's lit and the way they frame them it just almost feels like somebody's intentionally having a dig at batman the animated series <laughs> it just in that opening few shots yeah. because then because then you just get like a montage and it's still phenomenal because it lets you know immediately what this show is and whether you're going to like it. Because then you just get a montage of our three main monsters just jumping out and scaring people in hmm. in a multitude of inventive ways. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's great. It tells you exactly what the show is going to be. This is going to be monsters being dicks, essentially. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what this is going to be. Monsters being dicks to people. Um, they're not dicks to each other but they're dicks to people. Yeah. Um, well, that's what we're the there for. And that's their job. They're there to scare humans. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think that opening sequence is fantastic. It gives yes. you everything you need to know about the show. And, you know, if you've not watched it before, listeners, and, and you're going to track it down and watch it for the first time here, most of the ones on Daily Motion that are flipped don't have the opening credits on them. So go and track those opening credits the opening down opening credits first. are on YouTube. Yeah, they are on YouTube. Go and track those down first. Watch those because within that minute, you will know if this show is for you or not. Yeah, if you so like those credits, you will like the show. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna put a link to it because that would be horrendously inappropriate. Um, but I am gonna find the um, find the name of the um, the person who's put them on um, on Daily Motions. You can search for them. Uh, it's a poster called As Told by Ginger. Um so yeah, search for As Told by Ginger and all the um all the episodes, all fifty two episodes are there.
0: Um but uh, I'm not gonna put a link up because that would be inappropriate and probably no. illegal somewhere or other. And as we say all the time on this show you know we do advocate paying for things oh, it's just in this case it's actually very difficult to do so even I've, if
1: you wanted to yeah I've not been able to find it like, normally you can pro- i mean even if you end up finding a DVD in you know in America or something like that I couldn't even find that there was nothing available um I there was no option to buy so that's that's my only that's my only justification defense your honor um but yeah no so I mean if if you can't find it legally I can buy it uh, and, and for me, for me, it's worth it as well. But uh, it wouldn't be my money you were spending, so I don't care. Um, but yeah, so I'll. I'll it's, it's, it's as told by Ginger on Daily Motion. So the the the, um, the opening sequence is on is on YouTube, and it's the right way around, thankfully. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I hadn't noticed the um, the Batman thing. I've got to be honest. Um, I only watched it fleetingly yesterday, um, the the opening sequence. But um, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. They are. If, if, it wouldn't surprise me if they were lampooning it, just for the fuck of it. To be honest, because they've done everything else, so why not?
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's not like a, a shot for shot thing or anything like that. It's just tonally, yeah, and and orally as well, with with the music to start with. It, it does just have that kind of feel to it. But again, maybe that is just because of things like the colour palette and because of that slightly Burton esque look. Maybe it's that. I don't know. Um but yeah, that that was just something that, that occurred to me. So yeah, I don't know. Take a look, listeners, see what you think. Um, but yeah, I I do I do like those opening credits a great deal. To say the theme is okay, it's not yeah. amazing, but it, you know, does what it says in the tin. There's no words to it or anything, so you can't sing it. Oh um, motherfucker! Yeah. So I've, yeah, just noti- I know. I've just
1: noticed on um, on the wiki page. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Um, the wiki page. It's on
0: PlayStation Network to buy. It's oh right okay. I would not even think to look on PlayStation no. Network. No, I would, never have, uh, I would never have thought to look on
1: there. Apparently, uh, Nickelodeon and Amazon.com teamed up to release Ario Monsters and other Nick shows on a manufacturer-on-demand DVD-R discs available through Amazon's CreateSpace AM, but never appeared. So, um, yeah, but apparently PlayStation Network, you can find them on there. So I'll, I'll have a look at that um, later on.
0: But, yeah, uh... I, I might have a look at that, and legitimately, I'm, I might chug a few... Um a few coins there way just to just to yeah. take a look at a few the right way around because i've enjoyed what i've watched and i happily watch more um so yeah maybe i'll do that yeah so that that's annoying um but so glad i found
1: that now um but yeah apparently they've all been released on dvd and stuff like that as well but I just can't fucking find them. oh they definitely
0: them have i i remember them coming out on dvd i remember not buying them on dvd Can't remember why I didn't buy them, probably because I was broke at the time and thought I really want real monsters but can't afford to buy it. Um, And then they've just kind of vanished. Oh, here you go. In the United Kingdom, four volumes are available as exclusive releases in
1: Poundland stores. Volume one contains the first nine episodes, five half-hour episodes from season one. Volume two contains the first eight episodes, four half-hours from season two, while the remaining two volumes make up the first 16 episodes from season three. So they've kind of got some of it in fucking Poundland.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that's why I didn't get it then. It wasn't that I was broke, it was because I didn't know where it was. want <laughs> to go to Poundland. If yeah. So it, you can get you, all of the how many volumes are there? There are four, but it doesn't look like they have all of the episodes four, there. Four, four, four volumes. Four pounds, listeners. Four pounds. Yeah, so that's but what it's, what not, the, f- it's not
1: the full Shumagi, though. It's only, it's nine episodes from season one. It's nine of the 13 for season one, eight from season two, um, and then Sixty the sixteen episodes for, um, from from uh, from seasons three and four, so yeah, hang it's on, not the that, whole
0: lot. Hang on, you're not getting away with that one. The full what? The full Shemong- what was that? shamonkey What the fuck is shamonkey That's what you say down
1: in uh in uh, in sky when you're pissed. You, you mean full Monty? I haven't been down oh, okay. there for a while. But I, was, I was talking to somebody in work today who used to drink in the Sky with, and uh, yeah. For those uh, who don't know, Sky, that's Seal Company of Wales uh, bar down in uh, down in Margham.
0: That is a new one on me. Um, I never said I was from a, a particularly literate town. Yeah, I, I, I thought you would. I literally thought you had just made a word up on the spot. No. Um, no. Okay. Also, what's the tone is in there as well? Is it? Yeah. Still a new one on me. There you um, go. Anyway, Anyway, back away. to that. That's me
1: making it up. Yeah. Not making up words. Um, yes, I mean stuff is available, but it's not widely, widely available. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'll check our PlayStation Network when we finish here, see if it's on there, provided Tori's not using the TV. Um, what else can to say? Um, in terms of its reception, um, it was very mixed in terms of critics. Um, some thought it was brilliant. Some thought it was very clever, but might put off more sensitive viewers. Uh, others um, decided it was garbage um, because it was gross, which, you know, it's a kids' show. It's going to be gross. Kids are gross. Um, but yeah, so it. it it was largely positive. Um, the response, but so you did get some who thought it was a little bit pointless. Um, but it was nominated for a daytime Emmy in '95 for outstanding achievement in animation, uh, alongside Rugrats Animanias, Where on Earth Carmen, San Diego, uh, and Two Stupid Dogs, um, which was won by Rugrats. So I mean, the uh, the creators did quite well on that when they got two nominations out of it. Um, but I think it's I think it's fair. I and mean, from what I've seen, I think it's certainly fair. It was nominated for uh, or, no, it was nominated for awards because it was certainly on a par with Rugrats.
0: Uh, I personally would I, I can understand why people prefer Rugrats but it obviously we co- yeah, we've covered Rugrats in it's own show my feelings yeah. on that were made clear there and and as I said there it's not that I dislike Rugrats I just found it quite a dirge to rewatch um, yeah. this if you put the two in front of me right now I will take this over Rugrats oh, all definitely. day long definitely, all absolutely. fucking day long it's way more fun than Rugrats, yeah. yeah, definitely way more I,
1: fun. I, I think that's I mean and Rugrats. Rugrats is more wholesome, and I think that's probably what did for it in the end, uh, what did for this. Um, incidentally, the the three main characters from this appeared in an episode of Rugrats called Ghost Story. Um,
0: wow. Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, um, I forgot what it was called, um, and I, I remember when I was um, watching earlier on, I I had a vague memory of Chucky being scared of um, of Crumb. And Rising. so I, I looked it. I looked it up. I googled whether it was a crossover. It's episode 106, um, Ghost Story, um, and Chrome also appeared in a, a separate episode with as, a, as a voice coming from under Chucky's bed.
0: Well, oh, excellent. So, okay, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Shared no. universe. I like yeah. that Yeah,
1: that's been, that's been a crossover. Um, and at this point, Real Monsters has gone away. So uh, it's nice, nice to to wheel them out again as well. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Okay. Um, um, I, I need to I need to see that because I, yeah I quite like <laughs> that idea that, that there's a shared Nicktoons universe I quite like that yeah
1: um yeah, it's quite a nice a nice little thought um, we mentioned merch earlier on there is a
0: fuck ton um, say I'm some... I I'm not surprised I'm not surprised I mean I know for a fact even recently um, and when I say recently I mean in the last month or so I know for a fact I've seen an Ablina Funko Pop so I know Oops. that exists <laughs> I mean I I
1: went to Boston before Christmas, um, and there was a comic store right on um, uh, Market Square, so right in the middle of Boston, and they had fucking they had th- they were th- it was three un- three units because businesses were closing left, right, and center um, in that area because it was too expensive, um, and they'd taken over a second unit and a third, and the entire third unit was just full of fucking Funko Pops, like millions of the best of things for everything, um, and it yeah. wouldn't be sur- it wouldn't surprise me, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if they'd been in there as well, had I been aware, more aware, or thinking about it at the time. I probably would have looked for them. Mostly, I'm not there now, so I can't. But next time I go, if the place is still standing, I'll, uh, I'll have a look.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a Blinno one. I don't know about the other two. I'm guessing there's at least the three main monsters. Yeah, I, I'd expect
1: um, the three main. If they've got a Blinno, I'd expect there to be a Kiss and Crumb. Um, yeah, that's not to say I'd be right because yeah, it's me. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mattel produced um, a range of action figures in '95,
0: um, four inches. They door. were fucking awesome. They were like squishy vinyl-y kind of they were awesome i don't remember them. Like, i remember rugrats ones i don't remember these
1: um but again they probably would have passed me by because i wasn't totally familiar with it um but they were um trading card games there were plush toys pens hats backpacks notebooks um even fucking gum um I don't remember the gum probably only on probably in america to be honest um uh at one point general mills also uh included small promotional flipbooks of Ickes, Chromino, and the Gromble um, and its Cinnamon Toast Crunch breakfast cereal. So I mean, fucking hell. They, they had their, no, they were included in cereal. That's how big they were. And then there were games as well um, which I don't remember um, but there was a game. I remember game. the SNES game. Yeah, I um, remember the SNES game. And there was a, a Mega Drive equivalent um, from Viacom in '95. Um, Ickes appears in uh, Nicktoons Racing on uh, PlayStation, PC and Game Boy Advance. Um, but wasn't on the Game Boy Color version. I don't know why. Um, so yeah, they, they kept it off the Game Boy Color version. And then the characters were created in full 3D for Microsoft's Nickelodeon 3D Movie Maker. So fuck, no, they, Oh, I they, remember Nickelodeon Movie Maker. I remember that. I, I don't at all. But, um, but yes, I mean, they, they've, they've stuck around quite well. I mean, so the, those four characters anyway, I'm not all of them. But uh, yeah, no, given that it had, a, it had a relatively decent run. It had, four, it had four seasons, fifty-two episodes. Um and no, it, it ran over four years. Um, they kinda of, no, it would have been because it was no I mean, Nickelodeon in this country at that time um, a lot of people didn't have um cable or satellite at that point. Um, so it wasn't as widely available as it would be now. Um so it's surprising there was so much merch and you know, it it did so you know, it did so well for a time. I'm less surprised it disappeared um the way it did, you know, it's it's and that uh, people don't remember it or if they weren't aware of it at all, um, in a lot of cases. But I mean the characters seem to have stuck around in one shape or another for now for the last twenty years.
0: Yeah, I mean that's you know, that's testament to the design, I think. Um as I say, they are they're visually appealing characters if they you are find really... if you find disgusting monsters <laughs> visually appealing. I well, happen to who doesn't so.
1: Um, but I mean, yeah. it's not only that. It's not the fact. It's not just the fact they're visually appealing. Their characters were good as well. The characters were were well rounded enough that you wouldn't mind seeing those characters in something else. If they you know, if they popped up in Rugrats, which they did, Happy Days. If they popped up in something else, if they fucking popped up in uh, in SpongeBob one day, nobody would bat an eyelid because the characters were well enough well rounded enough. You could just sort of, You wouldn't have to shoehorn them in. They they could appear and be quite naturally there. Um, and let's be fair, you're talking fucking Sponge, so it's not beyond the realm of possibility there'd be monsters there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's it's a testament to that as well. And the, the fact that you did you you ha- they did create solid characters.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting when you you sort of say you could see them pop up in, in Spongebob and stuff, because I think. There is now that you know there's this shared universe with, with Rugrats, there is definitely more than any of the other characters, there is potential for the because they exist in a different realm as such, because they exist in this kind of underground world of monsters. Yeah. There's potential for them to be anywhere. Um yeah, yeah. so yeah, they could. And yeah, you're quite right. If a blina pops up in any other show, she's still a blina. If Crumb pops up, he's still Crumb. Yeah. And if Ickis pops up, he's he's still Ickis. You know, they, they have very definite, well-rounded characters. You know, Ickes is kind of jittery and always a bit unsure of himself until he blows his load and becomes a giant. You know, and then you got Crum as the kind of laconic, laid-back, sort of almost stoner-ish kind of character. Yeah, and and a as the as the sort of try-hard, best in class, essentially Hermione Granger before Hermione I was, Granger. I was gonna uh, say the same thing. You know.
1: So that yeah. that's
0: a character that obviously works, isn't it? Yeah, that's you know? that's right. I mean, if you look
1: at um, subsequent cartoons, um, they do. You know, I, mean, they, I mean, cartoons are tropes all hell anyway; they always are, but they are still using those now. And when you when you get a new show, you will get a variation of those characters again. Um, yeah, just just fitted to a, to a circumstance slightly differently. Um, and in, a, in the case case of animation they'll be whatever the gimmick is. So you know, you've know, you got SpongeBob and things that live under the sea. So you know, you'll have characters there that have the same characteristics, but you know, one might be a squid or a starfish. I don't know enough about SpongeBob to, to really go into it, to which one is which. But those characters will be there again. And there will always be some fairly nihilistic um, character as well, which, I mean, SpongeBob tends to be quite anarchic at some points. And I do think so from the bits I have seen, I'll, I'll vaguely remember, well, it did have those self-destructive tendencies as well so I mean you, you kind of get these tropes in all the time and it's just how they're applied so I think that's, that's that's the other reason why these characters would fit in pretty much anywhere because that's the mould that's been taken forward from this and shows like it yeah
0: and I'd like to see more of them um, I oh, think definitely. that's a good idea so yeah come on guys put them in other shit Like, yeah. get although on it, this. All I will say if they do pop, in, uh, pop up in Spongebob that was me I yeah, want credit you, yeah Credit, credit, credit! You
1: definitely—that's yeah. one of yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the worst ideas you have ever heard, but it's still mine. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think yeah, they are still making SpongeBob, aren't they? Oh yeah. So
1: it's it's now the, yeah, it's so the no second longest, the second longest running animation ever after The Simpsons. Jesus
0: Christ, um, that's one that needs its own show at some point, I suppose. Then isn't it?
1: Yeah, quite possibly. I think the problem with SpongeBob came, i mean, by the time it came around, I'd have, about, I'd have been about—I'd have been about fifteen by the time that came around. I was I was older. older than that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Um, if I was fifteen, you'd have been uh, you'd have been older again. So I mean, I don't I don't dislike didn't it. It stop have... me watching it though. I'll I saw. I mean, to be to be honest, it was on on um, SMTV on a Saturday morning when I was hungover, so I did see quite a bit of it. But it's not something I would have watched because I particularly liked it. It was just on. I couldn't be asked to find the remote. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean that that may get its own show at some point as well. Um, same as The Simpsons, I hope, because I mean that's I mean that's something that's always been uh, huge for me. But we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean I've not really got much much left to say about uh, about this. I mean I, I don't think we uh, we buried the lead too well on this. one. I think we were both pretty open from from the start.
0: Yeah, I mean I as soon as we were putting the list together again for for season two, I was like we need to do real monsters. I don't know why we didn't do it in in season one, um, because I I loved this show a great deal. It was. The highlight of you know the, the Nick afternoon lineup for me, uh, certainly more so than than Rugrats and Rocco and all of those. Yeah. Um, as I say, depending on whether you call Ren and Stimpy a Nick tune or not, um, that would have some sway over whether this is my favourite. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Just in terms of of cartoons in general and specifically cartoons of this era of the early 90s when I was just that little bit older um this is the one of, this is definitely one of the ones I most fondly remember these are characters that even before we started to re-watch um I could give you their name their backstory you know the, these are characters that have stayed with me um so yeah, I've I've enjoyed watching it again. I haven't actually seen it again, as I say, because I don't own the DVDs and it's difficult to find. So this is the first time I've watched it in probably some fifteen, maybe even twenty years. Yeah, um, and I'm glad that I have. Um, I don't. I I, w- I will sort of have a look on PlayStation Network now, and I probably will pick a few up. It's not something that I can see myself watching repeatedly just because of the type of show it is just because it's it's so fire and forget it is like oh i've got 20 minutes to kill i'll stick that on it's not going to suck you in so that you rewatch it for a for a continuing story or anything like that um so it's it's very much and and it's unfortunate that it's not so widely available because it is very much the kind of thing where if you're flicking channels and you land on it or you know it's going to be on in 10 minutes and you've got nothing to do yeah. It's the kind of show you're going to watch like that. I don't think it's the kind of show you're going to pop a box set in of for instance. No,
1: no definitely not. Um it's on the PlayStation Store US. It's not fuck. available in the UK.
0: Well, fuck you then. Yeah. Um, back to Square 1 we go. Well, that's okay because we have VPNs and shit so we can probably buy it that way. Uh probably. Uh or you know, I guess eBay the DVDs. Um well, yeah, there's but... that as
1: well, but yeah. So, it, it, it is available not very widely, uh, not very well, unless you happen to pop down to Poundland in like 2011, and it might be there. But, um, yeah. You Knowing the way
0: Poundland work, your local one may still have stock.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> to be fair, where, where we are, the local one's probably closed down. Too fucking yeah, expensive because there's the a 90p shop opened.
0: 90p? Uh, I know they, I've they, heard of 99p stores, but 90p stores, that's a whole different yeah. level. They're just fucking undercutting each other left and right now.
1: It'll mean, be 50
0: P-stores next. Won't
1: before I? long, they'll be paying you to take stuff away. So we'll give you
0: a pound to take it. At which point, I'll yeah. be all over that shit. Uh, depends what it is, dude. I've enough clutter in my house. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, but if they're going to pay you to take it, you're going to just take and chuck it in the bin outside. Okay, listeners. We do not encourage the <laughs> it's free money. waste.
1: It's free
0: money. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Let's not do that. Uh <laughs> Yeah it it's it's providing
1: it, that would only work if the business model of giving money away ever happened so it's unlikely anyway so
0: we don't have to advocate generational waste because it wouldn't happen anyway no uh, uh okay go. so yeah so to loop this back around real monsters gets <laughs> does get a thumbs up from me definitely oh definitely yeah um yeah I mean, give I, it a look if if, yeah. if if you can be asked with the finding of it listeners and it is worth it. It is worth tracking down, and even flipped, it is worth a look. It is very, very good. It's crazy inventive. It's a joy to look at. Um, the voice, the voice talent, which we we haven't even touched on, the voice talent is all fantastic. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of the
1: old, no, it's a lot of the lot of the, lot of the usual suspects, um, a Charlie Adler and Christine Kavanagh, oh, yeah, but but Tim Curry, Jim Belushi, um, now. And not not as guests, very often. Though.
0: Yeah, but they they, they mean, are they, recurring, but they're, they're not they're, every
1: episode. No, they're they're not they're not every episode, but they're they're not sort of you no know, one-off guest stars. They are recurring guests. Um, and it's like, again, it's just sort of that sort of quality, and you do get it in things from time to time. I mean, Tim Curry pops up here, there, and everywhere. Um, in this sort of role, He's sort of you know, I'm in for a couple of episodes, and I'll disappear. I'll have one character which will be forever memorable. I can't remember the name, but it was like a fucking B, wasn't
0: it? The character he played in this. Yeah, um, he was he was kind of a sidekick to the to the snort. He was like yeah, a, yeah, just this little annoying thing that sat on his shoulder, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so um, to yeah. me, it is is an entire mystery how you have Tim Curry on your cast list and don't have him play the Grumble. Um, well, yeah, I mean, maybe it was a scheduling thing, maybe it was a money thing, but uh
1: maybe they just kind of thought, you know what? No, less is more. Maybe that was too obvious. Yeah, I don't know, but. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, some certainly um, would have been an option. But yeah, I mean, it's again, it's a stellar cast. I mean, the the ones I've seen, the performances are great. Um, I haven't seen that many, but I'll I'll go back and watch some more definitely. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's just something that we 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 have in the past spent quite a lot of time talking about cast on different shows and how they do and don't make it. In this one, they just they do their job, and you can't fault them
0: for it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. They they do a sterling job. Um, it's really this show aside from the design of it i guess that sums it all up everything just does its job the animation yeah. is good the voice cast are good the writing is good you know nothing is exceptional aside yeah, from the concept nothing's... and the design yeah. i think so nothing's you bad know? either and i think that's oh not... no absolutely not but but the the concept is solid yeah. so much so that it was it's been replicated in in something like Monsters Inc. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm sure Monsters Inc. was in development when this was, because Pixar films take you know years. So I'm but sure it was at I least mean, in development. But
1: I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, this this appeared first appeared in '94. When was Monsters Inc.? 2002.
0: It was. I think it might have been early 2000s. Yeah, yeah 2001, 2002. So, so, I mean, I yeah, don't know whether it'd been it. in.
1: I mean, I don't know if it would have been in development when this when this first appeared. I mean, it wouldn't have been far off after. But, I mean, I wouldn't have thought it was in development in 94 in that case. I mean, Toy Story was 95, and they did, they did um, Bugs Life and something else before Monsters, Inc.
0: Very true, very true.
1: So, so well, I, you know,
0: but, yeah, 2001, Monsters, Inc. was 2001.
1: Yes, yeah, so there's a seven-year gap between this first appearing and Monsters, Inc. But, I mean, obviously, both would have been in development before that as well. So I mean, if it, if it took five years to come up with the title, that puts this in nineteen eighty
0: nine. Yeah, I guess. So you know, it, yeah, it is. It's the concept is is so good that it's been replicated, as I say, in Monsters Inc. The character designs are, as I say, to this day still iconic. I I bet you, um, you've heard us talk about them, but I bet you, if you to look at pictures now, even if you've never seen this show, if you to look at a picture of Crumb. Or a Blina, especially not so much Ikes because he looks a bit like a gremlin and stuff anyway. But yeah. If you look at a and a Blina, you would recognise them. Um, I, I yeah. think a Blina, especially, um, you you just would recognise these characters. Yeah, so, so you might have no idea where they're from, but you have got. But you'll oh, know them. that. I, I know yeah, that one. You will. You will yeah. know them. And and that speaks volumes for it, I think. So, so for me, it's a case of yeah, I've I've absolutely enjoyed watching this, and I would absolutely recommend anyone else have a look at it. You know, it's not we've said this a few times now, and I and I don't want to sound like we're whining because like we do this show because it's fun. If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But but some things really are a fucking chore to watch because they're so bad. Yeah well yeah King of Thrones being the prime example some things really are a fucking chore to watch. Yeah. This is a joy. It's bright well, and breezy. It's 20 minutes or 24 I think but it's in two 10 minute ish yeah. segments. Yeah. I mean to be it's fair like, joy.
1: I mean we've we've done this we did Shearer last time we did Suicide Squad for another show last week and we're kind of we're at a point where it doesn't happen often where we've gone good thing good thing good thing whereas normally we'll get one and then a couple of iffy ones or a really shit one uh, and then we'll go back into something decent and we'll be up and down whereas since we've been back um the start of this year we've had a, a consistent couple of weeks where we've gone you know what i've come away from that more impressed than i thought i was going to be or even more impressed than i am generally when watching it so i'm quite happy with that um said it's, it's rare for us
0: yeah it is um and and yes for those of you that don't listen to the other show we consider suicide squad to be a good thing
1: yeah, yeah. Fight mean, us. Go, go and look at it. Go and listen to that episode and then come back at us. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, um, oh, incidentally as well, um, somebody um, hit us up on Twitter this week um, about an episode of uh, this show that we did a long time ago um, from uh, Round the World with, with Willy Fogg. And there was a comment right. about, about horses and camels uh, in, in the desert. And apparently uh, we made some comments that was very ill-educated about why camels are more useful
0: in the desert. So apologies for that. Um, oh, no, this is cool. What? What? Oh, OK, set us straight. I did not know I missed this tweet entirely. Mark does the socials, guys. Mark does I, everything except um, probably cut this show together. To be the fair, lot, I so.
1: generally ignore Twitter because there's just so much of it. Um, the, tw- the the tw- message is from uh, Rich Anderson at NLI10. Um, Shocking lack of camel knowledge on the Willie Fogg podcast. They're much faster than the horses over sand because they don't just sink. They used to show one or two of, of these episodes a day during the school holidays in the 80s, so you'd catch a chunk of story. Um, so, yeah, I mean, thanks for educating us. I-, I had no idea. I don't even remember talking about camels in that episode because it was... Oh, fuck, I mean, I think that was probably this time last year. Um, so, no, thanks for catching. Uh,
0: I have no idea. But, yeah um, I, I have no idea but yeah, yeah so, i mean this, uh, this tweet
1: came, yeah absolutely i mean this tweet came in um earlier this week so uh, thanks for that and thank you for educating me about camels as well because i had no fucking idea but job done thank you very much um but yeah as, we, we um, have
0: no fucking idea about a lot of things um, <laughs> well, to be fair, there aren't many camels you in know, the fucking valleys there's, there's, there's lots of camel uh, no, soap, but not I, unless camels. unless I'm going to a zoo, yeah, unless I go to a zoo, I don't really see a camel. Uh, yeah, we well, so, used to go to buy him down but, the shop,
1: but I don't smoke anymore, so yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I was, but you uh... know, um,
0: if, if if Rich is if Rich is now listening to Willy Fogg then uh, it's probably going to be about a year, for years this one. So Rich, if you know anything <laughs> <laughs> about monsters, um, then yeah, hit, hit yeah. us up. I, Absolutely wrong yeah absolutely
1: I mean apologies it took me uh, a week or so to get back to that when I didn't see it so uh, yeah thanks for that one um, but yeah if like Rich you've got something to tell us off for please get in touch um, you can find us on Twitter at SMPDPod um, you can go to our website ddpodcast.net and find the Willy Fogg episode that he's talking about all of our other episodes we've got some other shows that we've mentioned as well uh, so check those out um, on Facebook with the Double On Podcast Network um, by all means get in touch um, but until next time see you later